A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, happy Saturday, everybody, and as usual, happy Saturday to you, Betsy. Why, thank you, Dan. I'm a little disappointed. Why? Because I spent a fair amount of time uh-huh. the last few evenings researching the World Wide Web. Worldwide. Uh-huh. Think about that. Okay. Worldwide. Yes. Do you have a that point implies, to this story? <laughs> that implies the yes. whole world. Okay. It doesn't really imply it. It blatantly says the whole world. Uh-huh. I have searched through the entire world, apparently, okay. for a song about Happy Saturday. Uh-huh. You know, a Happy Saturday song. Right. You would think that in the entire world, oh somebody goodness. would have a Happy Saturday song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? What? They don't. There's some guy with a pancake at a restaurant <laughs> that he's making the pancake sing, but it's not really a Saturday Happy Saturday song officially. It's just some wow. guy making stuff up. Yeah, so let me guess. You're going to create a Happy Saturday song, and it's going to be just a guy making some stuff up. No, I'm going to make it up and then polish it a little mm, bit. So okay. it's going to be good. I was really disappointed because I wanted to start today with one. The closest thing I found was something from the Bay City Rollers, Yes, which was Saturday night, oh. which isn't exactly what I'm looking for since we don't air in right. the evening. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay, but well, the you World can get Wide back Web to us let on me that. down. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Well, let's move on from your World Wide Web because I, I still don't see the point to your you story. Don't... Oh, <laughs> I was just bemoaning. Oh, is that what that was? Anyway, today I'm excited about this because we're going to talk to a husband and wife team, Lisa and Mike Clank, and they tackled this huge DIY project in their home. And I think that some of their experiences are things that we can definitely learn from. And we're also going to talk about kitchens. It's one of the most important rooms in the home. Oh, yeah. And whether you're considering a remodel or even just redecorating, Mm -hmm. there are some very common mistakes that you're going to want to avoid. And we've got a list of them coming up. It's going to be very exciting. Yes, but Because I'm not going to let you say a lot. You just moved right on. When I said a list of kitchen mistakes was exciting, you didn't say anything negative or snarky. Well, no, because I know what they are and I'm excited about them. So I'm not going to say that they're boring. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for nothing. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Right now we're sitting down with professional painting contractor extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Yes. That's French for extraordinary. (laughs) You can tell because the root word is like identical. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Anyway, we're sitting down with Paul Van Hees to talk about some of his favorite paint products. And talking with painting contractors about paint products, Mm -hmm. it's really fun because they're really honest when it comes to this. If you want to know if something works or doesn't work Mm -hmm. paint-wise, ask ask a painting contractor. contractor. They will let you know. And the reason is because they make their living using these products. If they don't work well... They can't apply paint as fast as they want. They can't move through projects as quickly. They don't make as much money. So that's why we've got Paul Van Heest in the studio with us. He is one of our painting contractors out of Holland. And we've asked him to stop by and just kind of give us his thoughts on some of the products that we sell. Paul, thanks for being here. Oh, my privilege. Now, first off, we need to establish... 
Uh-huh. Have we paid you anything to be here? <laughs> yeah. I've not been paid yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. The money's coming There's later. There's not Paul. even food in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> there is food. We haven't shared it with you. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> I hope this goes well. <laughs> exactly. We just want to pick your brain a little bit and get some feedback from you on some of the products that you really like to use and why you like to use them. So what is one of your top products that you go to all the time? I love Benjamin Moore paints. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about Benjamin Moore is it's very predictable. I know if it's going to take more than one coat going in. Mm-hmm. I like to use Aura paint because I can save time. And if I can save time, then I can save my client money. We and, all like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's predictable. I pretty much know after using it for years now how many coats it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And often that's a single coat, which has obvious advantages. And that's Aura. That's Correct. Benjamin Moore's Aura. And we've talked about it plenty of times on the yeah. show here. Yeah. It's something that, yeah, you can get two coats coverage. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Over yeah. any other color with any color. Now, you've worked with reds yes. and yellows. Those are notoriously bad. Not I mean, fun. Definitely not fun. No. But if you are using red, aura is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything extra or just straight aura? If I use red, I put down a gray primer. Mm-hmm. in advance and then two coats covers real well so definitely sticking with the aura when it comes to with colors like that do you use aura for other situations or is it mainly when you need to go with a color that doesn't typically cover or hide well well i've used it interior exterior trim siding so i've really used a lot of all different all over applications. the place not just for the coverage Correct. or the hide that you get yeah out of it's it. a good fit because it's a really premium high-end product mm-hmm. and it, yeah like paul's saying it comes in an exterior it comes in an interior you right. pay a little more up front but you mentioned an interesting point you feel you can save the customer's money in the long run correct right, you're just in and out faster right they're a little disappointed i'm sure <laughs> they're always sad when i pull away do they have like little signs when you pull up you know they're so excited <laughs> signs to see cake okay oh yes balloons man. <laughs> then you wow. leave and it's like it's like the day after Christmas. It's pretty emotional. Oh, uh, such yeah. a letdown. <laughs> there are tears. The yeah. dog is whining. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's Aura. What other products do you use? I also am very confident in using uh, the Regal. It's been around a long, long time, mm-hmm. um, as long as I've known. And that's excellent paint. It might require more coats than the Aura. So that's that's really the difference as far as I'm concerned. I also like Benjamin Moore's Advance product a lot. Now, Advance is a modified Elkid, right, Betsy? Yeah. It's basically oil particles suspended in water, so it gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you the durability of an oil, and it gives you that longer dry time, so it gets rid of some of those brush and roller marks, but it's soap and water cleanup, and that's usually the problem that people have with the traditional oil. They hate getting out the mineral spirits, so this is the best of both of those things. So what do you use it on, and and what, what do you like most about it? Uh, it works real well on cabinets. I'm doing a lot of cabinets, people that want their oak covered with paint. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a wonderful product for that. What techniques do you use? Anything special? Well, with cabinets, um, you know, the prep work is not fun, but that has to be done. You, know, you need to sand and wipe down and, and get a good surface, and then you need to prime it. Um, so that's real important. But um, I like to roll the, okay. uh, the product and then, and then go through it with a brush. What type of roller cover are you using on that? Uh, the little 
the little guys. I, I think they're the Wooster. little mini yeah. rollers, the jumbo coders, which is hilarious because they're little. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yes. it's like jumbo, jumbo shrimp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, he said jumbo shrimp, shrimp, right as I gestured towards myself. Yes, it was perfect I timing. Knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So in the last little bit, Paul, I mean, this is what you do all the time. Now you're doing repaints for residential? Mostly. Mostly residential. residential. Some tips and tricks. I mean, just throw out a couple things. You're, you're an expert. Our listeners are do-it-yourselfers, a lot of them. And a couple of them are your competitors. <laughs> <laughs> so block those out uh-huh. and just, you know, for somebody starting a paint project, what are some of the things that if they do a couple of these things, it's going to help them along the way? Well, I would listen to the Repco Light show. You are definitely, for advice. definitely. We did not working. pay him to say that. I would <laughs> no, no I'm still. We are going to buy him sandwiches. <laughs> I'm holding out for the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did not know about this. That must be some deal that I was not privy to. Yeah. All kidding aside, though, there are so so many questions you have going into a paint project. Right. If you're painting over wallpaper, mm-hmm. first of all, don't remove the <laughs> wallpaper. But what do you do before you you paint? And I am not um, afraid to ask questions. I would much rather go in to ask a Repcolite uh, expert, you know, for advice. Mm-hmm. And I do that often. So I would recommend anybody that's going to try to do it on their own, go ask questions to the Repcolite people. Being willing to ask those questions is huge. I know I don't ask any questions sometimes, and that always ends up biting Uh me in the end. Yes, it Notice how I said in the end. Yes, I wasn't exactly sure what you were going to (laughs) say there. I was a little afraid. I'm like, oh, no, don't say it. blood drained from your face. (laughs) I thought, no, I'm not a dope. (laughs) (laughs) That's debatable. All right, Paul, that's all the time we've got. If our listeners want to maybe get in contact with you, you know, maybe they want to hire you to come out and do some painting, how do they best do that? I can be reached by phone at 616-566-4572. All right. Paul Van Hees, thank you so much for taking time to be with us and give us some very honest feedback. Thanks for having me. Okay, here's the deal. If you want to spend a lot of money on your home, remodel your kitchen. If you want to be utterly miserable for years to come, screw up that remodel. When we come back, we've got some ideas to help make sure that whether you're remodeling your kitchen or just repainting, you get great results. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Ready for more brilliance? <laughs> yes, we are. Or whatever we bring. Mm-hmm. I bring brilliance. I say that every week, but. Yeah. You know, people, you know, they know. Do you think they believe it? No. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy at the potluck that shows up with the jar of Pringles. See, and I called it a jar. So, and it's not; it's a can. No, it's a canister. (laughs) But that's me. It's that little tube that. You know? Wow. Oh, yeah, that everybody good. knows what that is. Yeah. Yes, they do. Dan's here with the Pringles. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's yes. talk about kitchen stuff. Since we're talking about Pringles, and a lot of the times you can find Pringles in, in your, your kitchen. kitchen. Exactly. Yeah, today we're hoping to save everyone a lot of headaches because we have heard of these things where people go and spend a ton of money redoing their kitchen, and then, oh... It's not what they wanted. Something isn't quite right. Something's off. And they're disappointed. And that's a lot of money to spend to be very disappointed in the end. So today, we're going to tell you all the things you should not do 
some of them. Let's not oversell this. We're not telling you everything. This is not the Bible of what not to do (laughs) regarding your kitchen remodel. Well, because there are tons of things. But we're (laughs) going to give you the high points of what not to do. We think are the most important things to pay attention to. Right. The very first thing Mm -hmm. that you should not do when you're remodeling your kitchen is underestimate the power of paint. Okay? Yeah. Don't underestimate the power of paint. Mm -hmm. And what we mean by that is sometimes we look at our kitchens and we figure it needs to be completely redone. I hate these cabinets. I hate this. I hate that. And sometimes just Mm -hmm. a new coat of paint, a new color will completely change the look and feel. Right. I had a situation once at the Repcolite Lakewood store. Okay. That's where I worked. Yep. And I had a customer come in and she was very upset. I mean, she was crying. It was awkward. I didn't that, know what to do. That is very I get bad. very nervous. <laughs> right. <laughs> that she's going to say, I have caused these tears. Oh, yes. And I wouldn't know how to respond to that. Uh-huh. But what it actually was, was they had redone their kitchen, just okay. like we're talking Huge about. Huge expense. Yep. Huge expense. New cabinets, mm-hmm. new everything, new right. flooring, new counters. And they hated it. When it all came together, they absolutely oh, hated it. Yeah. And they were panicking. They literally well, yeah. were thinking they needed to redo countertops, pull off tile, maybe even new. They didn't know what to do with the right. cabinets, with the floors. And we started looking at it, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, is there anything we can do to help them? And a designer at the Lakewood store and I were looking at her colors and we started to realize, I think it's the paint color on the wall that is making everything fight against oh, each yep. other. Yep. And so we sent her home with a couple of quarts, a sample mm-hmm. quartz, just to test out. She came back a day or so later ecstatic it fixed the problem there it you go eliminated the clashing that they were seeing mm-hmm. yep. and everything all of a sudden worked together uh-huh. with the right color right so long story yes the right color can make a huge difference so yeah. don't right away jump into something big without considering that first right but if paint isn't the solution to your problem if you really do have to go ahead with your remodel then the first thing i want to tell you is don't buy cheap appliances. We always think that we're going to save money by saving money on the appliances. But in reality, that is not what happens. You buy cheap appliances. They don't last as long. There can be all kinds of problems. We always recommend go kind of mid-range. You know, right. the- you don't have to go to the crazy high end either. No. Well, when- in fact, you get a lot of stuff that's kind of bells right. and whistles. Yes, you get y- the you toys. Were, Betsy, you were telling me about a refrigerator that you had that <laughs> I have never heard of anything like it. It had... A place where you could upload photos to? Yeah. Like it would display them on the door or something? Yep, I just had to put my chip in there. There was a big screen on the door, and I could put photos on there. I could put my grocery list on there, then have it emailed to me. I would like a photo of what's inside the refrigerator (laughs) currently. Well, there was a a thing where you could put that in, you know, like put in what you put in there and then, you know, you eliminate it as you take the things out and oh, it would tell would you. the kids never keep up on that. I know. The it, fridge tells me I there's eggs in here, but I'm not seeing anything, guys. Right. Yeah. yeah I never use that feature. So don't go to those. Those are insane no. and crazy. Mid-range is fine. Talk to a ton of people, experts in the field mm-hmm. who recommend that middle range. You're going to get what you're paying for. It's going to last and it's going to do a great job. Right. And speaking of appliances, don't choose your appliances last. That is a terrible idea because if you get your cabinets all set and then you go appliance shopping, you may find that the appliance that fits your space is not what you want at all. Or you might find one that you really like that's mm-hmm. a little wider or you know a stove that's more commercial right. in nature that you want to shift towards and now it doesn't fit right. kind of what you had planned out. Yeah. 
Maybe it's a no-brainer, but it's definitely something to think about in the design stage. Just make sure you get those appliances figured out first before you start laying everything else out. Right. And then when it comes to cabinets, make sure you have enough cabinet space. You know, you don't want to have too much, but you also don't want to have too little. You want to have enough for all of the things that you store in cabinets, you know, the food, the dishes, things like that. Don't go for such a minimalist look or take out cabinets just to have this vision that happens. Or to give yourself more space for this or that. Right. One of the things most frustrating to people mm-hmm. is they thought they were good. They thought they had plenty yep. of space and then when it came down to it, it was a scramble. It was tight to make everything fit. It right. wasn't convenient. Yep. So give that some thought ahead of time and just make sure that you've got everything laid out and you've got enough room for what you need. Right. And when you're talking about cabinets and buying appliances and things like that, don't forget to think about workflow. And workflow is just the space and how everyone moves in this space in the kitchen. We've all been in kitchens where the workflow really, really where doesn't Where everyone's work very bumping well. into everyone else. Yes. Right. Right. Yep. It's no fun and it makes the space very difficult mm-hmm. to work in. Yeah. And if a kitchen doesn't work well, You're not going to want to be in it. Right. And we all have to be in it. Yeah. There's a couple of rooms we have to be in. (laughs) Yes, the kitchen kitchen is is one. one. If you want to (laughs) eat. And you want to make sure it works well. So how do they do that? How do we organize workflow, Betsy? Well, traditionally, it was something they called the work triangle, and that just meant that your refrigerator- Which is not like the Bermuda Triangle. Well, you may get lost in the triangle, but- Sometimes you lose the eggs in there. (laughs) Right. The work triangle was generally the sink, your range, and your refrigerator all making a triangle and being within, you know, like nine feet of each other or something. So essentially, you could pivot from one thing to the next. Right. But that Minimize was in the 1940s. all of your movement. Right. That right. was in the 1940s when only one person was in the kitchen cooking. Now you have whole families, you have lots of people, so you need a little more space between things. So just think it through before you set on something. You know, you don't want to be carrying a pot from one end of the kitchen to the other to get from the sink to the stove. You know, set up zones. If you think about it that way, it's a little bit easier. Zones. So a baking zone may have your mixer and all of the cabinets for the supplies that you would need for baking. Plus, a lot of people now have separate ovens from their actual cooktop. So maybe the oven is there. It's your baking zone. So go through all of that. Another thing is just make sure that all the appliances have room to open, which goes back to choosing the appliances at the right time. Uh We talked to a gentleman from Northgate Appliance. And I remember that was one of the things he mentioned. He went (laughs) to install it, a refrigerator at a house, and it would not open. Mm -hmm. It was an extra wide one or the door was extra wide. I forget what the situation was. It ran into a wall or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't open. Right. Big deal to try to fix that. Don't do that. If you have questions, ask somebody. And that's the last thing mm-hmm. that we want to highlight is ask professionals. If it's color stuff, mm-hmm. stop in at any Repco Light or Port City paint store. Let us help you. Talk to plumbers. Talk to builders. Talk to architects. If you've got a contractor who's a friend, talk to them. Bring them into the conversation and you'll get the answers before you get stuck with a problem. Right. So just be aware of all of these things. It's going to make you have a whole lot less headaches and hopefully in the end, your kitchen remodel is exactly what you want and there will be no tears when it's all over. Right. Now, when we come back, speaking of tears, (laughs) let's talk to a couple who are in the middle of a pretty big remodel. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's been any tears at all. Not that I'm aware of. So I want to figure out how they did that, how they moved through something so complicated. And we'll do that when we come back. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. 
on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, one of my favorite things about working at RepcoLite, mm-hmm. it always has been, and doing this show, one yeah. of my favorite things is talking to people who are in the middle of projects. Yeah, it's intriguing to hear what they're working on and how they're doing it. And some of these projects, I tell you, I am blown away by because it just seems so monumental. Well, I'm always, <laughs> yeah, I'm always a little bit, I feel a little bit sad when I realize how amazing Yeah, they're doing it are. and I don't feel like I can. <laughs> no, and when I see how badly I screw some things uh-huh. up. But yeah. I do love talking to the people who've screwed something up royally. Yes. We have like this brotherhood. We bond <laughs> right. instantly because uh-huh. I realize they get my pain and they, I get their pain. They know. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to people who've really made it work, yeah. I almost feel yes. lost in their shadow. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got a feeling that that's what's going to happen now. We're yes. joined by a couple, Lisa and Mike Clank, who are do-it-yourselfers who jumped into something that's really, really massive. Yeah. They are like the epitome of DIYers because I don't think I would jump into the project that they have jumped into. No, and I know that it's gone fairly smoothly for how big it was. So (laughs) I figured there's something we're all going to learn from this. So Lisa and Mike, thanks for being here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, Lisa, and I don't know about you, Mike, are you as avid a fan as Lisa? She's got all the collectibles, right? She's got the, the figures, the Repcolite the Home Improvement Show. The bobbleheads. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Repcolite Home Improvement Show The one that's heads. really annoying. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, yep. surprise. I know, My crazy. bobblehead's annoying. Hmm. Are you as avid a fan? I assume not. I, I'm starting to be. She's... Quotes all kinds of lines from here. So. Exactly. See. Oh, so she's forcing you into it. I am sorry. Yeah. I don't know how much a fan you guys are. I just said that because it feels really good. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a bobblehead line that also is not true. No, thank goodness. But we did get in contact with you because of the show. You got in contact with us, actually. And in the course of the exchange, I realized you guys are working through an incredible home improvement renovation yeah. in your home. And so, because we focus on do-it-yourself projects and wanting to encourage people to jump in, we thought we'd talk to you about your project. So, I guess let's just start with, what are you exactly doing? You know, so people can understand the scope of what you're doing. It's pretty big. We uh, had a chimney that it was going to cost a lot to repair. It was for old-style just regular fireplace, mm-hmm. something that people don't use much anymore, and Those we didn't use much. Brick monstrosities. <laughs> so we decided that we would, instead of fix the chimney, remove the chimney, took out a wall and a half wall, and made three rooms into one. And you got rid oh, of the, wow. the fireplace is gone. The fireplace, the chimney's gone, the walls are gone. Now, the way I stumbled into this, and I was telling Betsy about it, because I, I saw something on Facebook where you had like a runway in your attic, and it was the <laughs> beginning, and you said... This is Mike's plan for getting the bricks out of the attic. Yes. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is a project and a half. How did you get them out? Did you wheel them out in a wheelbarrow or did that work? Obviously, you're, you survived the experience. <laughs> it worked. We didn't end up removing as many through the attic as we had thought. We were able to take most of them out through the roof and the rest out from below. But there was a few loads that we did have to get out that way. They ended up being larger bricks right through that area. So it was smaller loads. Okay. What made you want to do this in the first place? I mean, you, you weren't using the the fireplace so much, Mm-mm. but well, what, the, what's the goal behind this? The house was built in the 70s, so they had all the small rooms that were kind of popular then, mm-hmm. and it had the formal living room, and we weren't really using that. Like, I had my books in there, and that was about it, so we never used that space, so it was useless so and we also have a two year old and you know you kind of worry about them around big 
brick fireplaces like bonking their head. Mm-hmm. She was starting to jump off of it. And I think Mike said, I think he was, wasn't even being serious. He said, um, we could take the fireplace out. <laughs> and at first I was like, well, that's ridiculous. That's a huge job. That's and then I, yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of thought, well, that, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe we should do that. He should do that. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> should do that. <laughs> Were you serious about that right from the get-go? Well, that's something I thought about I could do. We we were in the situation where we had to either repair it if we were going to use it or come up with some other solution. Otherwise, it was just going to sit there and just be something we couldn't use. So we had to do one or the other. Now, how did you – this is just quick off the side, but how did you figure out it was unusable as it was? Was it something obvious, or did you have an inspector come out and point something out to you? We had um, a fireplace in the – or not a fireplace, but a wood stove in the basement that had been removed from the previous owner, and we – had a gas fireplace hooked up but the first winter we were in there we ran a fire and we both got headaches and i could go downstairs and i could smell the smoke down there so we aired out the house didn't really use it but it was getting close to spring already Mm -hmm. i had a masonry chimney guy come in and he looked on it and he's like you could see that the flues were cracked they're starting to crumble on the inside and he had given us well we the only way we can fix this is to break through the top and take brick by brick out and work our way down the inside and rebuild it and he had given me a quote for that that sounds expensive uh, yeah it was it wasn't terribly cheap it was <laughs> yeah. definitely gonna be cheaper to remove it than it would be to fix it so we just had to decide okay if we want to fix this do we want to fix it and really really use it or do we just want to cut our losses and get rid of it and then make this room into a bigger room and use it for something else? I guess where I'm at with that is, okay, so you decide you're going to remove the fireplace. I've decided a lot of things like that. <laughs> I decide all the time. I just never do them. Mm-hmm. But I have grand ideas. And, oh, I'll do that. I would have been terrified to start pulling that out. How did you know? I mean, do you bring experience into this? I mean, that's a big deal because you're removing walls at that point. Did you get somebody else involved to help you figure out what you can and can't do? How did you get to that point? We had a friend of the family who's a contractor. He came in and looked at it with us, uh, mostly to make sure it wasn't a load-bearing wall, which I didn't think it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had concerns about asbestos and... uh, and lead paint, mm-hmm. but we realized the house is 78, so lead paint was banned by then, and the brick didn't have asbestos in it. Now, is this on an outside wall, or is this an inside wall fireplace? It's almost right in the middle of the house. It was oh. a two-sided fireplace, so the room she talked about mm-hmm. had a glass door, and the main family room had a glass door, and you could see the fire from both sides. It was about a... Could you see through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could see through it. Like when Aries, our could daughter, you... was in there like messing around, I could see her and say, hey, what are you doing? When she was in the fireplace? <laughs> no, on the other side of the fireplace. <laughs> wow. We don't want her children taken away from her, her child. You just took that to a dark place. <laughs> well, it's not being used. Mm. If it's clean, it's a nice little cave. Well, it wasn't clean. <laughs> so you could see them and yell at them from one room to the yeah, other. Yeah, I got... Uh, That's pretty awesome. Freaked my dog out a couple times with that, too. <laughs> it's like Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> you appear and then you right. go back. Okay, so right in the middle of the room. So you pull it out. Do you have a hole in the floor? We have a hole. And you have a hole in, in the, the ceiling. ceiling. And in the roof. And the roof. Mm-hmm. And the roof. Yes. All right. So we've got an enormous problem right now on the Repolite Home Improvement Show. <laughs> yeah. Lisa and Mike Clank were talking to them, homeowners, do-it-yourselfers, who decided to tackle an enormous project, and we connected with them because of their avid love 
of for the show, the show for yep. basically what I bring to the show, right, and they tolerate course. what Betsy brings, mm-hmm. right? I'm pretty excited to meet Betsy. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's just not true. <laughs> that's okay. We can lie on It's okay. Air. Don't be jealous. I'm not jealous. But anyway, what we're talking about is removing a fireplace from the center of a room. We've got a hole in the floor, hole in the ceiling, and then I hadn't even thought about the hole, <laughs> the hole in the, in the roof. roof, which is why I only decide to do things and don't always follow through. What do you go about fixing them? And how do you keep your, your family safe with a full hole in the floor? Did you... Well, you don't want to tarp that well, off because that's kind of it like a It helps that I'm married to an engineer, and he does think about everything. So he makes sure everything is safe. And he had um, plywood over it, and we weren't allowed to go walk on it even. But... Yeah, he's handy. So you get it tarp. You get it. <laughs> not tarp not a tarp. <laughs> it's like a Gilligan's Island trap. Stand yeah. over here, please. Uh-huh. So we got plywood on that. You've got, I mean, what stage is it in right now? Did you get the ceiling patched? I'm sure you oh, got yeah. the roof yeah. patched in. Yep, it's did all patched. Did you need a new roof or did you just patch in with shingles? Uh, the roof was done two years ago. So I got the same brand and color shingle and we just repaired the hole. Did you have a roofer come out and do that or did you do that yourself? Because that's not always easy to... We had patch in an area. that contractor friend of ours did the shingling part. Okay. One, one, because we were in the process of removing all the bricks, and I wanted to get it sealed up right away. And part of his job is doing roof, so I wanted to make sure it was going to be sealed up and not leak. Right. Uh, and just to save us time, because that was one big day, doing all that. Because we had to get the chimney down through the roof and get it all sealed up in one day. That's was it a, a stressful day? What was that night like the day before? You know, you're going to bed knowing what you're going to do the next day. Let me just say. When I have to do anything, if I'm even pulling a toilet the night before, it's a pretty stressful night because I don't know what's going to happen and things normally don't go the way I expect. Mm-hmm. Were you stressed about it or no big deal? No, I usually over plan for things. So I was kind of <laughs> expecting everything. I had the trailer in the front yard so we could throw the bricks off the roof into the trailer. We had ladders up. I had the tools and electric cords already ready to go. And I, I had my father come over. He was going to help remove some bricks, and he was coming over in the morning along with the roofer was coming over in the afternoon to seal the hole up. So, Lisa and Mike, we've got almost no time left on this segment. I'm wondering, because I've got a number of other questions, and I'm drawing inspiration from you because you plan things. Because you wish you were as good as he is. <laughs> I wish I planned as well. Mm-hmm. I plan a lot, but I don't plan the right things. Anyway, do you yeah. have time to hang over the break, and we'll catch it on the other side? Sure. Of course. All right. Thank you so much. We'll be back in the studio with Lisa and Mike Clank talking about how you can tackle some of these big projects and not freak out about it. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, welcome back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we are in the studio with Lisa and Mike Clank. They are some very avid DIYers. We're talking about the project that they've been tackling, taking a chimney out of the center of well, the house. Well, a fireplace out of the center. Yes. The, the chimney, The entire too. thing. The whole thing. Well, he was just talking the about the, the top part, the chimney part, and getting that out through the roof. That has got to be one long day. If you're taking all of that out of the roof and then patching it all in, how long was that day? Did it drag forever? (laughs) It was actually shorter than I thought. Uh, We had already taken bricks to recycling and got back by about 5 o'clock that day. Holy smokes. What time did you start? We started at 7. Oh, 
I was anticipating like a 16-hour day. <laughs> well, that's how I do things because I start, yeah, I true. do it first, and then I calculate all the mistakes that I made and uh-huh. how I got where I ended up. Yeah. So then we start over and do it a second time, and now there's much less mistakes, but we're still not happy. Mm-hmm. So then we do it a third time, and it's flawless, and it takes like 12 <laughs> minutes. That's probably, but he just did it straight from one That's point because to, he's an engineer and yeah. he thinks these things he through. plans. Well, I've read <laughs> about engineers. <laughs> so you've got this big project. Where's it at right now? You know, what state are you in? The chimney's gone. The, the floor, the ceiling, and the roof are repaired. We just finished up all the drywall and getting that sanded and primed, and we got one coat of paint on just the other night. Probably do the second coat of paint tonight. And then I got some laminate flooring to put down in the whole area. Okay, so you're going to install the laminate as well? Yes. Is it a vinyl plank? Is it laminate? Okay, the vinyl. Vinyl. All right, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Have you installed that stuff before? I've installed the regular laminate, not the vinyl. Yeah, the vinyl. I did that in a bathroom. We did that Mm -hmm. in our studio here. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's it's easier than laminate. I've enjoyed it a lot more. So you're not patching anything. You're just like laying all new. Yep. The, the carpet that's there still has the big square cut in it, which the square is about six foot by four foot where the chimney came through. Mm-hmm. That That is sealed up with subflooring, so it's a closed hole n- okay. now, and it's solid. Right. Uh, as soon as we're done painting, I'm going to tear the carpet out, and then we'll start laying the, the flooring. Uh-huh. Good deal. So it really is a whole new space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New walls. What new does it floor. feel like? I mean, have you? I mean, it's got to be a tremendous. Oh, it's open area. So now. nice. Like everybody enjoys it. Aries runs back and forth through the whole thing. The dog runs back and forth. <laughs> the cats follow the sunlight on the floor. Uh huh. You know? It's but it's just a nice usable space. Like we can utilize the entire space now. So and Mike's gonna build bookshelves for me because I, I collect books. And um, oh, so it'll be nice I. to yeah, it'll be nice to see all oh, those now. <laughs> what? I finally found someone who I can connect. Somebody with. who actually said she liked you. That's what you're all hung up on. No, because I don't remember the last time someone said they actually like you. You force it out of them. I do. <laughs> well, once you ask, people don't know what to say. Yeah, they some people are. Say yes. Wait, some people are smart enough to say they're not answering you. Yes, some people do. Yeah. So anyway, we've got a little bit left. What would you, you know, I don't know, I didn't tell you to plan on anything like this, but if you were to give advice to people, I mean, not how-to advice necessarily, but just, this is a daunting project. I can't imagine very many people would jump into something like this on their own. So that's that's pretty impressive. I certainly wouldn't. Not on my own. No. What advice do you give people who are sitting with a space like you have? You had an area you didn't like the way it was, and you did something pretty extreme to get it the way you wanted it. I would say it's... It's not above tackling something yourself. Um, break it down in the steps. We broke it down in the steps. Removing the chimney is one step. Doing the roof. And then once the whole thing was done, doing the ceiling and the floor. Different parts, different skills. If you can't do it all, have someone do part of it. And I mean, the brickwork alone, that would have cost thousands of dollars to have someone help us with that. And it just took us a couple days, and we were able to remove them ourselves, even if that's all you can do. Right. There's there's a big money savings right there. Mm-hmm. Mike's really good at planning, and I do know that Mike is also really good at knowing what he can do, but the things he does need help with, he will then find people to help with those things. So mm-hmm. it's just knowing your skills and knowing your limits and then playing to those. And then I'm imagining that there's a fair amount of learning in the whole process. There have to be things that you've figured out or understand better now, having moved through this, right? You learn along the way. Yeah. 
Definitely. But whenever we talk to people about a project like this and ask for advice, do you notice we get Mm -hmm. very similar responses? People who have lived it will give you this advice. This is really what you need to do. You break Mm -hmm. it down into small chunks. Break it down into pieces where you can look at it and not look at the whole project because that can overwhelm you and blow you away. Really, when you think about it, it would... Who would even think of beginning something like this? Just take it in pieces. And then like you said, Lisa, it's just being aware of what you can do and what you can't do. And that is really tough Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, we want to just tackle everything. We want to, or we don't want to tackle anything. (laughs) But the people who will jump in sometimes jump in way too far. And that can be a problem. It's just finding that balance. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to ask you because you're almost done with this project. What's next? Oh boy. Well, the kitchen um, into the laundry room area, we've got to do that. So we're going to replace countertops and then finish the flooring in there. A lot of painting. Mm-hmm. And then off into the rest of the house, we're going to be doing that as well. More painting, maybe replace the carpeting, um, update the bathroom, that kind so of stuff. So you're going to keep us updated on all this stuff and come back occasionally and talk about your experiences right yeah, of course you've done of it course once. now you should be really comfortable in here <laughs> excellent well lisa and mike thanks so much for taking time to share what you're going through with all of our listeners really appreciate that thank you thank Welcome. you and betsy that is all the time we've got it's it done is. another yep. week is over but not quite over because i have a surprise that's going to be a surprise for everybody including you I don't often get to surprise you on the okay. show. Is this going to be a good surprise or a bad surprise? It's just, let's just say it's a surprise. Okay. If you would just hit the play button there, I am handing you, uh-huh. see this? Uh-huh. Rece- um, some some yes. lyrics yes. for you. Okay. So hit the play button. Come on. Time is running. Okay. I hit it. There we go. Oh, you have Morning. got to Come on. be no. kidding me. Grab your lyrics. No, Morning. we are not doing this. I am turning it off. Hold on. No, it's really good. Morning. Morning. Repcola. Oh, no, no, no. We are stopping this. This is like a train wreck. No. No, I'm going to work on it, though. So if I work on it, can we play it? You better work on it a lot because I do not need a singing pancake in the studio there with There wasn't me. a pancake involved. No, but it's okay. just as bad as that. But let's just say, can we agree to disagree on that? And can I try it again another week if I work on it harder? Oh, I didn't work on it hard enough. Clearly, because okay. I think you missed every... I did. You were interrupting me. Anyway, I guess that's uh, it. We're moving. Time is moving on. So if you want to listen to this episode or not and, and, and go back to that song, because it is a toe tapper. <laughs> yeah. And I'll put the lyrics in the show notes mm-hmm. so you can sing along oh, yourself. Oh, even better. Yes. You can find all of that at RepcoLite.com. And be sure you're liking us on Facebook. We've got some cool new things that we're putting up there. Some color inspirations that you're probably going to want to see. And remember, whatever you're doing in West Michigan today, there is a Repcolite or a Port City paint store right near you, and we're open till 3 o'clock this afternoon, and I'm pretty sure, Betsy, that it's Dance Party Saturday this week. Am I right on that? I've heard rumor. All right. Check it out. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we will help you love your kitchen, Uh huh. no matter what it looks like, using only the power of paint. That's what we do. <laughs> It's like a superpower, <laughs> and it's the kind of power that real superheroes wish they had. And oh. while you're painting your kitchen and making it look awesome, uh-huh. you're going to be humming 
the Repcolite theme song. Oh, no, no. The show. Oh, there it is. no, no, oh, no. Yeah. Here we go. Uh-uh. Thanks for listening. Saturday night.